Hello and welcome. I'm Gemma Stone, and I believe life is better in all ways when your brain is your greatest asset and your mind is your strongest ally. That's what To Love This Life is all about. Building mental strengths and overcoming mental struggles so you can love yourself, others, and life a little more. I am so delighted to be here with you today. Now let's begin. They say we teach the lessons we need to learn. That is my life story summed up in a sentence. I have suffered and I've searched for answers to relieve my suffering. This podcast is not just about expert opinions and scientific strategies, but I also really want it to be about the complexity of the human experience. Because that was my experience. I had a handful of degrees and certifications, and it was still such a climb to struggle out of the places I was really stuck. It feels important to share with you, I was born a pretty sensitive soul. And I got an early start on trauma. I had an experience, multiple experiences of pain that really caused me to lose connection to myself and to develop unhelpful, what I call survival strategies by about the age of five. So I quickly learned how to people please and self-sacrifice and develop this good girl persona because my trauma had taught me that speaking the truth and taking care of myself can cause this chaotic crash of abandonment and instability and disconnection. And so that little five-year-old me didn't know how to cope with those hard things and really did the best she could. The problem was all of those survival strategies that I learned earlier in life became problems I had to overcome later in life. I really struggled with being a chameleon. I would alter myself to suit my surroundings and to adjust to the expectations of others. When I was a young adult, my past started to catch up with me and I self-medicated in all the ways that I could with wine and shopping and ice cream. I also ended up using a handful of prescription medications to keep the depression and the anxiety and the panic attacks at bay. Another survival strategy that I used was just keeping my life overflowing with commitments. There's this feeling of like doing anything that I could to distract myself from that darkness that felt like it was pulling at me. Now, at the time, I wasn't conscious of any of this. I was just so stuck in these shadows and stuck in the struggle. The story that I told to justify all these survival strategies, it was so elaborate that I couldn't even see through the complex web of lies that I had been telling myself. So I was a good little overachiever. I started like winning awards and achieving titles and would be like captain of the sports team and president of the jazz band, the most inspirational awards at the college. Like I just continued to collect these external validations that I was okay. As I got older, I exchanged those titles for roles. I gathered jobs. I would wake up at five o'clock in the morning to run to one job and finish my shift. And I'd start my second job and I'd finish that shift. And then I'd go to my third job. And if there's ever a couple of moments that were available, I had a fourth job. I was on call and I would just fill in the gaps at three o'clock in the morning. Part of it was the necessity of surviving, making a living. But another part of it was avoiding facing the pain of my life by just zipping through everything. I had this thought of like, maybe if I just keep running, The pain can't catch up with me. So I know what it's like to have 
pain and struggle and challenge in life. I know what it's like to feel so disconnected from the true self. that There's almost no awareness. Like, what do I even want is a question. And somebody would ask me like, what's your purpose or what are your values or where do you want to go for dinner? I was so disconnected that I couldn't answer those questions. It was on my 25th birthday that I had this moment of awakening. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to love myself. So I'm like, this is how I know to love myself. I'm going to celebrate with a decadent bubble bath. So I drove around town and I collected all the things that I thought I needed to collect in order to celebrate my special day. So I had my beautiful bouquet of fresh roses, a bottle of champagne, which I had like never drank champagne in my life, but I thought that's what I needed for a self-care bath. I had a box of Godiva dark chocolate with organic peanut butter. I still quite like those to this day. Bubble bath and candles. So when I came home, I had my hands filled with all these self-love accoutrements and I, I set it up. I displayed the roses. I drizzled the bubble bath. I popped the champagne. I poured myself a glass and I laid back to enjoy this self-love and I just felt completely empty. I just felt completely empty. I looked over at my bathroom sink and I saw the bottles and bottles of the prescription meds that were all lined up in a row. And I just realized that these acts of self-love were not getting in. There was some block, some barrier to love, to loving myself, to loving others, to loving life. And now up until this time, I was still on the journey of healing. Like I had still gone to see dozens of therapists and read hundreds of books. I had at that point had a couple of degrees in psychology I tried EMDR and DBT and CBT and EFT and ACT, like a whole bunch of therapies that involve a mouthful of initials. I saw therapists who asked me to tell them how the events of my traumatic past made me feel and ones that gave me worksheets and others that gave me stacks of books and even one that gave me strawberry marshmallows when I was a kid. I did everything I thought I had to do. I cried, imagined waterfalls, I challenged my thoughts, I punched pillows, I drew pictures. And so in this sort of desperate attempt to heal myself, I ended up gathering these degrees and becoming a registered psychologist and, and like this devoted student of healing. I wanted to master every single therapeutic technique that I could. Everything that had ever been used on me in the course of my life, I felt like if I was an expert in this, then I was going to heal. I hoped that by taking this academic path, I might find a way out of my suffering, but also help others find their way out too. Now, prior to my 25th birthday, it was like it had all caught up with me. I had numbed and distracted. I'd medicated myself so completely that I was $100,000 in debt. I was 100 pounds overweight. I had no idea who I was. And I just struggled every single day with my well-being. I knew how other people wanted me to be. And so because I didn't know who I wanted to be, I just showed up according to what I thought they wanted until I couldn't anymore. And so this birthday moment was such an awakening for me. I realized that what I had built was on a foundation of fear and really needed to like, I needed to go to the roots. I needed to stop trying to build stuff. I needed to go down and clean up the foundation, clean up the life that didn't feel like it was my life, clean up the beliefs and the thoughts and the habits and process the traumas so that I could have access to who I really was underneath all of that. So once I woke up to this moment of awareness that everything had been built on this foundation of fear and my nervous system was so dysregulated that I just like could barely catch my breath, it took years of soul searching and healing to arrive in a place that felt authentic where I could actually say, here's who I am. 
And with the loving and, and patient guide of my mentors, I ended up finding what I call like the life I love. In the past, I had used my mind to really avoid looking into my heart and soul. I had I'd taken it from one angle, really thinking about like challenging my thoughts and choosing my beliefs, but I didn't look as deeply into the heart and the soul and the body. So I spent this season of my life trading mind therapy for heart therapy and then heart therapy for body therapy. I knew I had to just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper in order to create that holistic alignment that I knew would pull me out of the places I was feeling trapped in. So my first steps onto the healing path found me in this over-spiritualized, superficial place. I traded my addiction to Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey for self-help books. I was so determined to heal myself and find my way out that I committed to reading a book a week for 10 years. And I did. I practiced my affirmations and I listened to my spiritual audiobooks as I slept. And I looked up every ailment that I had in Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life book. I became this spiritualized version of my suffering self. And even though it wasn't that soulful place that I wanted to arrive at, it was still a step in the right direction. I was too afraid to really enter the dark. And so I became addicted to the light. But by not looking at the darkness, by not creating integration, it stayed in me, buried and festering and sort of coming out in different ways. True healing came when I had the courage to edge into that darkness. And in one particularly really intense session, I cried so hard and just fully surrendered all the survival strategies. I let go of the fear of what would people think or the feeling of not being good enough. I just dropped all of that and let the tears flow. I literally choked on my sobs that day. It just, it felt like the most terrifying and the most liberating thing that I had done. It contained this pain for so long that my body had forgotten how to breathe without it. And as I released it, it was like my body had to remember a new way of being. So I share my story with you it comes from a, a pretty traumatic place and, and a place of a lot of pain and suffering. But I share it with you because I know I'm not alone in having experienced this kind of suffering. I know that we all struggle at times. As far as I can tell, I've worked with over a thousand people one-on-one. -on -one, and I have the privilege and the pleasure of, of knowing like the deepest, darkest secrets and stories of these beautiful humans that trust me with their hearts. and. There's, I don't know anyone who has had an entirely peaceful and trauma-free life, certainly childhood. The majority of us have experienced a few physical, emotional, mental, sexual, or spiritual dust-ups. I think that's just part of being human. And so it's beyond the scope of this podcast to really support you in healing the past. I highly recommend that you get some one-on-one -on -one support with that, with an, a professional in your area that's local. I think that's really important and powerful. But it is helpful to understand how we can create allies who can just hold the space for our evolution. If the trauma of your past is preventing you from living a life you love, definitely seek out and reach out for professional support. But my hope here is that we can hold the wholeness of being human, that we can be honest about the rawness and the hard things. And I can share with you 
my stories of vulnerability and challenge and triumph and and things that I've learned and what's worked for me and tools that I have developed for myself and for others and that you can feel supported into the evolution of the life that you love knowing that every time you take a spin around that healing spiral you get a little closer to that life and really no matter how long it takes I don't remember how old I am right now. I think I'm 41 or 42. It feels like it took me into 40 to get to that place where I just fell deeply in love with myself and was more able to really truly love others in a clean, whole, healthy way and absolutely head over heels in love with my life. And the feeling that I have now is whether it takes you one year or two years or 30 years, it's worth it. Arriving in that place where you feel this vibrancy, this resonance of love for yourself, for others, and for life, it's worth however long it takes to get there. So that's my invitation for you today, love. I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that transformation of the most miraculous kind is absolutely possible. I want you to know that every lesson that I have learned, I've learned for you and for me, and I'm delighted to be on the journey together with you.